0: Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. This is just to let you know that the Cinema Catch-Up Club has an official Patreon page. If you'd like to become an official member of the club and get some bonus goodies, including early access material and bonus features only available to our patrons, then please join up at patreon.com forward slash podcast. And now for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week is yet another episode in our Australian Film Month, and the film we're watching is Babe. Mm -hmm. Joining me, as always, we have someone who has seen Babe and someone who has not. Uh, the first of our babes who has not seen the film, it's Murray Jackson, everybody. Hey there, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. Um, you you were just on for Chopper uh, a, couple of we- a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and now you're back for your second helping of Australian film, but it's one that you haven't seen. No, I've never seen this. I've never had the
1: desire to see it, Stephen.
0: Yes, uh, you were very forward in that, but and yet you have still come on... Uh, Well, someone
1: has to be the meat and the sandwich, Stephen.
0: Pretty much, pretty much.
1: The ham and the ham ham sandwich.
0: Mm. What do you know about Babe? Uh,
1: Well, I know it was made by um, George Miller, Mm -hmm. uh, who I have um, a great deal of affection for, Mm. um, having made um, a number of my favourite films. Um, But why he decided to make this... um, a G-rated family feature uh, is beyond me. Um, and I, I probably didn't want to sully my memory of his other brilliant work
0: um, with, 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 with watching this family-friendly feature. It is strange that this is the man who created Mad Max and made those not only those original Mad Max films which were so sort of dirty and visceral, but then has subsequently gone on to make Mad Max Fury Road. mm but he's got this middle period in his career where he makes this and directs the happy feet films as well. Mm. Um at the very least I think it shows he's got range.
1: Yeah, okay, I I'll give it that. I'll mm-hmm. give it that, Stephen, but I I'll be honest with you, you know, if I wanted to watch a film about an anthropomorphized pig, uh I I I've I've always got my memories of when my Parents took me to see the original *Charlotte's Web* back in about 1973. Mm-hmm. Yes, wrap your heads around that. I am that old. Um, and you know, I've one talking pig. That's that's good enough for me. I, mm-hmm. I I didn't have to see this, but you know what? I'll go into it. With as
0: open a mind as I possibly can. Alright, and we'll have bacon sandwiches after if you don't like it. And joining us as our guest who has seen the film, it's Rihanna Hall! Hello! How are you, Rhian?
2: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm very well. We're going to watch Babe. Yay! What do you uh, remember about Babe?
2: Well, uh, I first watched Babe when I was quite young, probably Mm -hmm. when it came out. Um, But have since watched it um, in my later years. Um, But uh, basically yes there is a talking pig but there's lots of other talking barnyard animals because why not have more oh (laughs) right yeah just as such like a fun uh movie that still actually manages to like pull on your heartstrings a little bit you didn't you won't think that it will because it's just a talking pig Mm. but um yeah it, it gets to you
0: Alright well shall we watch it and see if it gets to all of us Let's do, uh, it. Let's do that Alright for those of you listening at home Pop in your DVDs and go <whistles> Come here boy <whistles> As we prepare to watch Babe <music> And welcome back everybody We've just finished watching Babe uh, we is, of course, Mr. Murray Jackson. Hello. And Miss Rihanna Hall. Hello. So, Murray, that was your first time watching, babe. Mm. What did you think? Well, Stephen, I thought it was a travesty, really, wasn't it?
1: I mean, <laughs> there was no apocalyptic warriors wearing bondage gear and ski masks to be seen pilfering. Petrol in a post-apocalyptic wasteland mm. anywhere. Two pigs enter, one pig leaves. Just well, did not happen. Look, I actually blame. <laughs> I actually blame Beyond Thunderdome for this film, mm. because as you can probably recall, Stephen Beyond Thunderdome, uh, one of the main themes there was that they were fighting over um, uh, pig shit, weren't they? I mean, they were turning mm. pig shit into methane, an alternative form of. Um, of fuel for their apocalyptic uh, vehicles. Do you and you think uh, George Miller? Was- I, I think he spent too much time around pigs. I think it got <laughs> into his head, mm. and um, yeah, I also blame Thunderdome because it was it was turning Mad Max into something family friendly. Clearly, it was just a slow course of downhill. Destruction in terms of his career from there, wasn't it? To mm. this point, where he makes this film about a anthropomorphised bloody pig, a family-friendly feature for the Universal. Oh, God help me, George! What happened? Actually, I quite enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, so I,
2: I, I, <laughs> I was going to say I'm not buying this. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I sort of gathered that. Um, I'm surprised how much i enjoyed this as well um partly because obviously i I saw it when it first came out when i was a child and obviously when you're a kid you don't know nothing about film you know you you show everything you show a kid the godfather and they're like it's boring and i've got nightmares now like that kind of thing whereas you know babe i was worried about whether or not it would translate into being a a, a, well an okay film and i think it is Mm. i think that they it's it does hold up which is quite nice. Um, so you look it's it's light you, and it's fluffy. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's kind of exactly what it says on the tin. Mm. Like this is this is absolutely a family friendly film about a funny little pig who's got the cutest little voice, who goes and makes friends with the animals and mm. achieves everything through kindness and politeness.
1: And as I said, Stephen, during the course of us watching it, it brought back some fond memories of watching sheepdog trials on television and growing up in New Zealand because that of course was the um, the highlight of the week was um,
0: prime sheepdog trial programs. Mm-hmm. I did not know this heading into this, but um, I'm I'm very pleased to learn it and reinforcing certain stereotypes about about us. New Zealand <laughs> indeed um, ran for 15 years, Stephen. Mm. 15 years. Mm. Um, Rihanna, this was yeah. uh, your first time watching it in a few years. How, how was it revisiting, babe?
2: Really good. Uh, better than I uh, remembered, I suppose. I. I think, because uh, there's a second one, and I think I've seen that more recently. Yes, that's uh, like babe, babe, Pig in, in the City. Yeah, Pig in the City or something. Is that kind
1: of like croc- the second crocodile
0: Dundee <laughs> where he goes to New York? or I'm, I'm, get, yeah, yeah, he goes. Bit, yeah. He turns up and goes, that's not a sausage. Mm, like that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so,
2: really enjoyed it. Um, absolutely pulled on my heartstrings just mm. because there were so many baby animals. There were. Um, being... Taken away from their mothers, uh, <laughs> and it's hard for me to talk about.
0: <laughs> well, I did write down at one point um, that if that was my first note, was that you the first time you went oh in this film was that <laughs> opening shot of a piglet snoozing.
2: Yeah, But you could just see its little eyelashes. Mm. Oh, it's just too cute. It's too cute.
0: And this film, though extremely cutesy, you know, very much like the all oh, the animals are sort of friends with each other and that kind of thing. This film is dark. Uh, yeah. This film, you know, it's got. Um, uh, it's got characters being sedated against their will. The opening
2: monologue is about um, adult pigs going to this place where they never return from. Mm. And obviously, as... Humans, we know where that is, but mm. the little baby pigs are like, oh, it must be such a nice place that they don't want to come back. Mm.
1: Well, we do know that at least one duck was harmed in the
0: course of making yeah. this film. We do. For duck à yeah. l'orange. Yes, it looked delicious, but it, it, was, it was very <laughs> sad. Um, what was her name, the duck? Rosanna, I believe. Rose- yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was Paul Ferdinand was just a <laughs> distraught as, as he should be if your friend has been cooked I mean, alive. Well, It's like yes.
1: that famous Toto song isn't it All I want to do is make dinner from you Rosanna hmm.
0: oh. It's our first Toto joke of the year everyone hey, hey. <laughs> um, So the film itself It does have this pretty simple premise And the, the thing that really struck me Is of course This is technically An Australian film I, it, yeah, yeah I
2: didn't even realise it was An Australian film
0: Well it's an Australian creative team um and it was filmed in mm-hmm. Australia and has Australian actors in it. It's got and, Mac- and Kiwi actors. And Kiwi actors. Way, yeah. yeah, you've got Magda Zabansky in there, mm-hmm. you know, doing her doing her thing, except she's got this like
2: like
0: American kind of country accent. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's this weird mishmash of like almost like English farming and American yeah. rural sensibilities. And I I'm not sure if that's like a deliberate choice to make it oh, this might be it marketable. Yeah, it was definitely
1: yeah. a push to make it marketable in the US. Yeah, but, absolutely.
0: But I also feel as though certain aspects of it, like for example, the fact that it was really sunny at Christmas, make it feel like it's an Australian yeah, setting. But then mm,
1: that's good point, Stephen. Yeah, pick up on that. Yeah. When
0: you've got uh, what's his face, James Cromwell as Arthur, like he's mm. he's he's very much like a very typical English type farmer look. Mm. But it's in this very American rural American farming community. It's it's this very westernized view of. Idyllic rural life. Mm. And I think it is really interesting and probably a good choice to kind of just not set it anywhere. Yeah. And it all,
1: it also, it almost felt vaguely sort of timeless as well. I mean, mm. the, the, obviously, the introduction of the fax machine mm. meant that it was set in that present day, 1995 or whenever it was when yeah. it was filmed. But it otherwise felt reasonably timeless. It was mm. like watching, um, Oh, God, Darling Buds of May or something like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the other vibe I was getting was a Wallace and Gromit vibe, but that was just because <laughs> he had that fence uh, gate opening contraption that he mm. had and, and also the fact that there's there's a slight puppety element to the fact that the Jim Henson Company were involved with some of the animal puppets as well. Um, so the story such as it is, is there's a pig. His name is Babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes a connection and also wheeze on uh, the farmer Arthur Hoggett when he's in a Guess the Weight of the Pig thing he's got no family and he's adopted by a sheepdog basically after she loses her pups in that one of many heartbreaking things again character has their children sold out from under them (laughs) um and the thing that i think this film really hinges on is the believability of seeing those animals performing did it work for you murray in, in that technique of having mostly real life animals but with digitally manipulated mouths. Well, I think
1: if you're going to watch any film like this, you approach it um, the same way as watching an animation film, to mm. be perfectly honest. I mean, you just switch off and accept, don't you? Mm. Um, if you don't, it's going to be a bloody long 90 minutes for you watching this film. Mm. So, yeah, no problem there whatsoever. I mean, it's... it's yeah. It's done time and again these days.
0: Yeah. But that, that, I think the thing is, for me, is I was surprised how well it held up. Mm. Particularly because this was one of the first films that tried to mix real footage, I guess, with um, making a, a sort of realistic attempt at how the animals spoke. I mean, obviously they mm. weren't lip syncing, you know. I mean, mm. You can't do that with the duck, it doesn't but have I, lips.
1: I think it there, there were a few films with there like this around the time with Stuart Little... Straight Little about oh, yeah. four years, years later. After, yeah, Was yeah. It? okay.
0: I mean, there are there are films where there's you know voiceovers over animals, mm. but this one specifically with the fact that the animals have like mouths that move. Yeah. I suppose
2: this one sort of gets away with it um, because it is just the mouths, and then even uh, it shows um, what they're speaking like in like from the humans' point of view, mm. they are just barking and they are just like oinking. Yeah. Um, so you, I think you kind of accept it that this it's a little window into a world that you know we don't know. Like maybe animals do talk to each other, mm. but I think you sort of, yeah, as you said, um, uh, you just kind of accept it and then you, you sit back and enjoy.
1: And and the beauty is that um, they're not um, electrically shocking the animals into uh, into to making these words as mm. they did in uh, you know like Mr. Red or mm. Lancelot Link's, Link. You know, secret chimp and mm. such shows of the past. So yeah, you can sit back and you enjoy can, it. Yeah, you can yeah. sit back and go. There's no animal cruelty. No. We're all good folks. <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, I, yeah, I think I think it worked. I do you know the 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 central character of Babe is is very cute. This little mm. pig in a wig, mm. just just pig with in a wig, that, with that little that little endearing voice. Yeah. That I think the the, the
1: the the there are darker undertones though, aren't there? As you're talking mm. about, you know, the the fact that you're sitting there and you're viewing this from the animal's perspective and, yeah, the little pups are being sold and you know where the pigs are going and, you know, the sheep dies and it's, you know, it's, yeah. You, you, I don't know. I, I
0: felt a bit guilty thinking about yeah. bacon and crackly. A little bit, hmm. not totally, but a little did, bit. Did this film put you off bacon? Oh, no. God, okay. no, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, it made me want dark. Because that mm. that Rosanna, that duck, or whoever it was that they were carving, I was like, <laughs> "That's a good-looking duck." It, it's a really good performance from um, from Christine Cavanaugh, who's the voice of Babe, mm. and I think she's a, a voice actor that gets forgotten about partly because um, she she passed away about five years ago, um, and she was quite young, really. She was oh. only fifty or fifty-one um because she did a lot of work in in animation she was she was dexter from dexter's lab for example oh, wow. um yeah and th- it, it was listening to this i was like that's where i know that voice yeah. from that slightly crackly uh kind of vo- <laughs> vocal quality um but the, vo- the voice cast in this film are really good um and i think that's partly what carries it as well obviously um we we recognize the voice of um uh, hugo weaving as rex mm-hmm. this sort of <laughs> antagonistic role you know it was a bit disappointing you didn't go mr baberson or anything at that point <laughs> but, um and uh miriam marigolds as um uh, fly um it's it's it is a really well cast film i guess where you have like sheep speak with a little bit of this but it never quite crossed over for me into that sort of annoying tweeness that Mm. certain films of this nature have um previously like the characters felt reasonably well-rounded as characters Mm. um and i think there was actually kind of a a respect there which i don't know if that's george miller's influence or if that's the performance or the script or the source text that it was taken from but i just think this film really works Mm. yeah no look
1: agreed um Yeah, I don't think it's groundbreaking, to be honest with you, in terms Mm. of, um, it's not a film I'll probably seek out and and go back to, Mm. to be honest with you. Um, In fact, I was saying to Rihanna, I probably watched something um, (laughs) exceedingly violent and apocalyptic tonight, just to cleanse myself of the well-being that this film has left me with. Mm.
2: Um, Almost like an After Eight. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> an After Eight filled with blood. <laughs> Indeed,
1: yeah. But um, I, look, it's certainly uh, in terms of the production itself um, and the um, quality of the the performances and, and just in fact the, the, the entire production, um, it's held up.
0: It really has. Um, it's 25 years old now, isn't it? It is, yes. its God help uh, wow. us all. Yeah, 25 and, years. As you said, very early on, most of the actors in this film are now dead because they were animals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. I'm sorry, all those puppies are well and truly <laughs> no, gone. they're mm. not. I'm not
2: thinking about that. <laughs>
0: they live on forever. Um,
2: I think the beauty of that, though, about it um, being quite... Uh, you know, we can watch it now and, and be shocked that it was 25 years ago that it was made is probably because it is quite simple... You know, it's set on this, like, really, like, cutesy little farm, uh, which probably looks the exact same today. (laughs) Mm. You know, there's not, other than the fax machine, as you said before, Murray, Mm. there's not many um, odes to, um, you know, modern technology or anything or anything that can sort of give it a time um, stamp. Um, So, yeah, I think they did it really well um, to set it so simply.
1: I think mm. the other nice thing about this film too, is that they didn't overdo the um you know the 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 special effects in terms of the mm. um sinking of the animals' mouths to the script and so on it, it was you yeah, know there was nothing about this film that was over the top it was it was just nicely done it was mm. a nice mm-hmm. subtle film, gentle film. That that rolled over you and and drew you into the story, which is yeah, that's good
0: filmmaking. It is, and you know there are there are God so,
1: forbid we see the Michael v- Bay
0: version of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Babe Three, mm. um, where it's yeah the pigs. Armed returned. and dangerous. Yeah, the pigs return from the grave, locked
2: and loaded. Yeah. More yeah.
0: explosions on the farm. <laughs> That'll do, human.
2: That'll do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It, it is just a really nice film. Um, there's lots of nice set pieces. And I think partly because it is divided into chapters. Like they have those titles with those rather irritating mice uh, reading the chapter titles <laughs> yes. with that sped up chipmunk voice quality. But that's part and parcel of of these sorts of films. Like there are probably some kids who think they're great, but mm. they will grow mm. up and learn. Uh, but th- <laughs> but that, that kind of divided... Almost Mm. like it's... It's a storybook. Yeah, it's a series Mm. of short films. And obviously this this comes from a Dick King Smith um, Mm. uh, literature background. So I I quite liked that translation. Mm. And the way that the chapters did feed into each other, I felt, worked quite nicely as well. But you had these very distinct bits, like when the the Little Hoggett grandkids come for Christmas mm. and they're a bit spoiled because they're probably city or suburb kids and all <laughs> the chapter where Ferdinand the Duck wants to get rid of the alarm clock. Like this, it, it almost feels like this could potentially have been made into something like an Aardman animation where you have these 10-15 minute mm. short vignettes but with Babe this sort of um, very optimistic pig character at the centre of it. Mm. I think the decision to make it into a film like this it, it, it's interesting that it it does have a sort of three act narrative but it, for me it snuck up on me mm. where you get to that third act with um with the sheepdog trial uh, or or in this case sheep animal trial i guess as they'll have to call it <laughs> from now on um but it it all works really well mm. it's just really nicely it's made kind of like beatrix potter brought to, brought to the cinema really isn't it it's, yeah it it does have a bit of a bit of a sense of that um i did find myself thinking of charlotte's web Mm. a fair bit. Oh, I
1: think yeah. This yeah, I think they ripped a lot. Mm. Um, you know, instead of a the the, you know, the kindly spider, you've got the kindly dog and mm. um you know, the the idea that um this pig's lifetime might be, you know, on a fairly short fuse. Mm. Um so yeah, has to do something remarkable now, to survive.
0: Now, this film at the time did quite well in terms of awards, specifically um, at the Academy Awards. This film was nominated for seven Oscars. Is it, that's very unusual for an animated feature. Mm. Well, but but it's sort of not animated, I guess. Mm. Like uh, there is animation present, but it's very much presented Majority as it, yeah. real life. It's all captured in camera, and maybe that's mm. partly it's, why it got critical acclaim. Mm.
1: I'd still call it an animated feature.
0: Yeah, it, uh, but you are right. It is unusual for. For something that has that level of animation, and certainly something that's as G-rated, G-rated as, rated well, yeah. as this, for mm. it to get seven nominations is is quite unusual. It did only win one, and it was for visual effects. Mm. But this was up for best film. Um, this was up for best director, um, and the one I wanted to focus on was uh, James Cromwell was up for best supporting actor.
2: Oh, supporting actor, of course, because mm. Babe was the oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the so star. yeah, but
0: um. It was interesting watching it because I, I know this coming into it mm-hmm. this time, about whether or not this is a role that should have been nominated for a best supporting actor role, and I'm still a bit undecided. Um, I, I think it's good, yeah, but does it meet that that quality that we we sort of associate, or at least I know I certainly do, with somebody being nominated for an Academy Award?
2: I think. I think it's quite uh, valid, especially because, um, you know, the lead actor in this film is a pig. Mm. Um, So how do you, as the support, not outshine that pig, Mm. even though you are a human, which we're, you know, um, more likely to empathize with. Yeah. Whereas I think he actually does quite a good job of kind of standing at the sideline, but always sort of being there. Mm. Um, at the same time and then you know you do have that little cheer moment at the end even though um uh you know the farmer is just standing there mm. in the um you know the ring i suppose and, and never as a man
0: <laughs> never as a man stood more still yeah than in right that shot. That's but you're amazing. still
2: you know you're still there with him i think i think you're very much on uh you know looking through his eyes as yeah. well as the pigs mm.
1: It'd be very interesting to add up how many words he actually says in the entire many, film. Hey.
0: It is not a huge amount. In fact, I believe uh, it is one of my trivia points oh. uh, to do with this film. Uh, allow me to very quickly dip into, uh, jumping ahead to the IMDb <laughs> trivia oh, section. I've oh, ruined a it sneak now. No, it's a sneak, it's a sneak peek. peek. It's a sneak peek. <laughs> uh, James Cromwell, w- when he was handed the script for Babe, uh, saw he only had 171 words of spoken dialogue, oh. um, 61 of which were sung uh, in the little sequence. Uh, and he decided to do it because he thought it was going to be a nice, easy film. Um, <laughs> he didn't realise that he was going to have so much screen time. Uh, in yeah. fact, more screen time than he had he'd had in any previous film. So, yeah, it, it, there yeah. is not a lot of dialogue. But again, that feeds into that that character trait that we associate with the type of character mm. that that Arthur mm. Hogger is. Um, but he he does a lot with very little. Mm. Yeah. Oh no. You agreed. But um, yeah, I, I I take what.
1: Rihanna's saying that it's very understated um, I just wonder whether or not it's was it Oscar worthy well the I'm trying to think that won, what would have won that
0: year I can give you the other Best Supporting Kevin Actor Spacey nominations Kevin for Usual Suspects you're correct the winner was Kevin Spacey Oi. for The Usual Suspects <laughs> Hello. So, done. so yes he won Best Supporting Actor um, the other nominees were Ed Harris from Apollo 13 Okay. Uh, Brad Pitt from 12 Monkeys yeah And Tim Roth from Rob Roy. I've never watched that. Ah, right. Well, neither have I.
2: I haven't seen any of those.
1: Kevin Spacey, yeah, all his nasty stuff aside, that was a really good Mm. performance. So, yeah, well-deserved, Kevin. You horrid person! Yeah, very brave of you to
0: give Kevin Spacey props in 2020, but it was for a performance 25 years ago. Um, So yeah, look, James Cromwell's great. Magda Sabansky's great. It is really lovely seeing her in this in this film. She's she's wonderful. I I really she
1: kind of um she yeah I don't know grounds the film. I I don't know if that's the the right word to use, but she's just so nice and. Mm. And even though she's a murderous farmer's wife yeah. <laughs> She just wants
0: crackling mm. We does. can all relate to that yeah. That's that's fine She yeah, just she,
2: wants a nice Christmas meal
0: Yeah, and it ends up being duck, but that's okay that's Magda right. always puts it. a smile on your face, Let's does. face It Th- there does There is that, yeah. Um, yeah Look, it's really lovely a, a, a quick shout out to the cat uh, in this film <laughs> To Duchess uh, Who for so long was not speaking And then eventually did speak And it was the yeah. voice of Minnie Mouse and Martin Prince coming out, which was <laughs> which was quite nice. Um, so so horrible and nasty. Mm, uh, so cunning. It's one mm. scene of, of performance, but such a great little yeah. horrible villainous cat. Self centered, which all cats are. so self centered. Ultimately, the film does culminate in this sheep dog trials. Uh, the, very much the airbud scene of there's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play basketball. There's mm. nothing in the rules that says a pig can't herd sheep. <laughs> um. It, it It's it's a really well-shot sequence, I, I think, in terms of um, just having all of those extras just laughing um, <laughs> at, at, at Farmer Hoggett and Babe. And that laughter goes for so long, yeah. that it builds this soundscape, that when that gets taken away, with when the shepherding actually starts happening, was really effective. The one thing about that final third act, it's very predictable,
1: isn't mm. it? I mean, you know what's going to happen? So there's no surprises there, really.
0: Mm. Um, but in terms of the execution of it, my, that was where I was getting my enjoyment yeah. from. Like the fact that the the committee who'd yeah. met to discuss the fact that this man had brought a pig and made a mockery, it was shot like a Cold War drama about the McCarthy oh, hearings. Yeah. Like it was all backlit, and he was yeah. no blinking just his face, just yeah. his eyes. Yeah, no blinking, just yeah. staring at him and going. We have to let you do this, but we're not happy. And then it cuts to a shot of a pig wearing a wig, just like uh, what's going on, guys? (laughs) Are we doing this, guys? Yeah. Um, I I found the way that it was presented was where I got my enjoyment from because Mm. you know full well, pig's going to do the trick. Pig's going to do the trick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the film. Film has promised. Watch this pig do this trick. This is this is where my watching
1: of those sheepdog trial programs from years ago have come back to. To ruin it for me, Stephen, because (laughs) they were gripping. There was drama, Mm -hmm. and uh, you never knew what was going to happen. There'd be that recalcitrant sheep that was just going to go wherever, and it it didn't happen here. It just all happened as I expected it was going to unfold. So I probably got a little bit lost in terms of seeing the nuances Mm -hmm. that you're you're referring to
0: there. Now that you bring them up, yes, absolutely. Did um, anyone ever turn up with a pig at the New Zealand? No one sheepdog
1: no trials? one ever turned up with a pig, no. Um, generally two sheepdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how I can paint this to make it sound exciting, but kids, it was riveting television. <laughs> it was Oh, they had the Trans Tasman trophy as well. <sighs> big, Killer days. Big deal.
2: <laughs> was it can I ask, was it always sheepdog? Like, was it always like border collies? Pretty much, it? yeah. Are there any other breeds in there? No, no. That
1: like seem to
0: recall, uh, you know, that the well. I I just
2: the yeah. black and white dogs, yeah. really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys like some trivia Absolutely. about Babe? We had a little morsel before, but we've got some more. Well, that was pretty exciting. So let's go with it, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Uh, because baby pigs grow up so fast, forty-eight pigs were used <gasps> to play the role of Babe.
2: Oh, so it wasn't well, just one pig.
0: Nah. No, see, that just ruins Aww. it for me too. It's 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 almost like uh, that. Did they all get a credit? It's almost like that Bob Dylan film uh, that I'm not there, where they had Mm. uh, five or six actors playing him, except it's (laughs) pigs. It's Babe Dylan. I'm not there.
1: Because you know now that the villain in me is wondering how many of those forty eight pigs had made it to the dinner table before the film was finished.
0: Cast party, maybe, Mm. maybe. Oh. Now the the main thing. I'm going
2: to add a little fun thing to that. Okay. Do you think that's why they added a wig? So that we wouldn't notice any other little differences ah. in the pigs,
0: I think that's probably yeah. why. Yeah. So they
2: were like, "Well, have this wig be the same." Mm. So then, it's your eyes gonna, are drawn to the wig. There you go. Ah.
0: Mm. Uh, the talking pig is a combination of uh, the forty-eight real Yorkshire pigs—that that's the specific breed—plus mm. uh, an additional animatronic double. Mm. Uh, a makeup artist then added a toupee and eyelashes oh. to each. <laughs> And computer digitization <laughs> manipulated pictures of the snout to make the pig look like it was talking. Well, there you go. Oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a mixture of uh, in-camera and post effects uh, mm. The idea of applying eyelashes to a pig, though... Mm.
2: To 48 pigs, yeah. nevertheless.
0: Not lipstick? No. Can't no. put lipstick on a pig, no. really, oh. can you? Oh. No, no, they
1: that's
2: don't have, that. really have big lips, do they? There is that. You yeah. Could,
0: yeah, although, I mean i was again surprised by some of the effects like when the the cut across the snout uh, mm. from from when duchess attacks him i was surprised to see blood like that even though i know they've just painted it on the front yeah. of the pig it did make me go don't oh, hurt babe so yeah. <laughs> which again all my childhood memories coming back james cromwell who was a longtime vegetarian uh coming into this film mm then subsequently became a vegan after this film came out so this film i'm taking that extra step (laughs) this film did push him yeah which he
1: bought into it
2: (laughs) i feel like when you're working with 48 little piglets every day Mm. oh you're bound to aren't you
0: well i mean the interesting thing is is that u.s pork sales dropped by 20 percent after this film came out So this, this film did have yeah an effect on that and there was a lot of um Uh, sort of animal rights activists that were using um the film to obviously distribute information about the mistreatment of pigs and Mm. this film does start with with like a pretty horrible battery farm uh (laughs) kind of situation for these pigs um obviously we know not all pigs are treated that way there's free-range pigs that do get Mm. looked after properly but it was a very bold cold opening of like yep these pigs all get murdered um and it it doesn't surprise me to hear that it had that effect Mm. I don't know if the sales dropped for any other things. I don't know if Duck went down mm. or if everyone went, actually, Duck sounds pretty good.
2: Maybe it was because the Duck character was actually quite. I mean, it was very funny and mm. I loved him, but, like, you know, he was made to be this annoying, mm. like, you know, wants to be a rooster and everyone's like, nah, shut up, Duck. Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so it was I, hilarious.
1: I, one of the things that vaguely sort of shocked me was was the scene where Pig is facing. Uh, his impending doom down the barrel of a shotgun. Mm. They, they, they don't shoot pigs. I mean, you know, they, <laughs> you don't blow the bloody pig's
0: head off. That There's that, that easier ways of dispatching a pig if, you know... But- that's that's the final transition of him into being a full proper sheepdog. Is he gets mm. put down like a sheepdog? They get shot like old yellow around the back of the Aww. shed. They're pretty short it's not with a shotgun. That's the, if that's all you got if on hand. That's all he's
2: got on hand. Yeah. Man,
0: get a twenty-two, dude. <laughs> <laughs> get one for Christmas instead of a fax machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie came out in nineteen ninety-five, which coincidentally was the Zodiac year of the pig. Huh? Oh. Ah, yeah. there you go. Don't think it was deliberate, but just a nice coincidence there.
1: Do you think if any delays in filming and it's like, oh, we might have to push back the release?
0: Oh, no, we can't we do can't. that. It mm. yeah.
1: can't be the year of the rat. <laughs>
0: um, Magda savansky was also only in her early 30s when she played the role of Esme mm. Hoggett. Um, so she had to have makeup to make her look about, well, about what she looks like now, apparently, yeah. about 20 years older. So, yeah, she's she's only in her early 30s, but again plays the role really well like you believe that is like a a grandmotherly
2: I love the little walk that she does as well Mm -hmm. I I noticed like a little added like almost like a wobble yeah she does I I love it it's great
0: yeah it is it is really great um one thing that we didn't uh actually say correctly at the beginning of this film though is this film isn't actually directed by George Miller oh okay now he he wrote the screenplay and he produced it like he has some Creative. Uh, oh, I take it all back. But but no, Chris Noonan directed this. Okay. Uh, but it was not actually. And what's he famous for? Babe. Right. <laughs> he, <laughs> <That's> that a... <laughs> that is actually about it. Uh, he has directed one or two other things, but Babe is the recognisable mm. thing on there. According to the actor James Cromwell, there was tension on set between Miller and Chris Noonan, uh, the director. Oh. Uh Noonan later complained, "Quote, I don't want to make a lifelong enemy of George Miller." But I thought he tried to take credit for Babe, tried to exclude me from any credit, and it made me very insecure. It was like your guru has told you that you're no good and it's really disconcerting, end quote. Uh, Miller shot back by saying, quote... Chris said something that is defamatory, uh, that I took his name off the credits on internet sites, which is just absolutely untrue. You know, I'm sorry, but I really have a lot more to do in my life than worry about that. Um, When it um, comes to Babe, the vision was handed to Chris on a plate, end quote. Oh my God. Bit Um, of beef. Yeah. No, a bit of pork. A bit of pork, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so Noonan and and, uh, Miller not, not, going to be not collaborating. The yeah, they're not going to be collaborating again anytime soon. It's because
1: Miller was nudging them saying we've got to put a
0: car chase scene in <laughs> Yeah. Um I just found that really f- interesting though, yeah. that there, there was this thing. Because we I went into this thinking that George Miller directed it. It is something that is discussed. Whenever people talk about George Miller, they go, He's the man that brought us Mad Max And,
2: and BAME. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but he didn't direct this but Yeah. Mm. Um so I feel a little bit sorry for, for Chris. Sorry, that Chris? It does seem as though the credit has been taken in some respects, but then again, yeah. Miller, you know, wrote, wrote the screenplay. Is a producer did mm. have a big it's creative a bigger
2: name as well involvement.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I wonder why Miller chose not to direct.
2: I suppose it wasn't his style. Possibly, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were certain shots which, because I was thinking it was directed by him. I was looking at these shots and going, oh, that seems like a Miller shot. That mm. seems like... Like, you know, there's a shot uh, at the beginning of the Tragic Day section, which has the red sky, and, you know, it's red sky at morning, mm. Shepherd's warning, mm. that, that whole use of language. And I know anyone could have put that in, yeah. but because I was assuming it was Miller in the way that Miller uses skylines, particularly in things like Fury Road and mm. the other Mad Max films, I was going, ah, oh, that's a classic Miller. Classic. Like a complete mm. fool, because it's a classic <laughs> Noonan.
1: Oh, yeah, but... You're right. The guy went on to really do nothing after, didn't he? Mm. He he made that Miss Potter film with Renee Zellweger, and that was it. Mm. Back to doing
0: TV. Well, sucked in Chris. <laughs> yeah, but, but look, he has one film, which I think is actually a very well made film, and not many people get that. Michael Bay is mm. still trying, uh, but you know, it's <laughs> um, it, it is it is one of those things where. Yeah, I think it's it is really unfortunate that they they have had this this falling out, um, particularly because the film is so nice. I know it's just really interesting to think of
2: such a wholesome film, isn't it? Yeah, and all this drama going on behind the scenes.
0: Was he up for Best Director, Oscars? No, is I not... believe this film was up for Best Direction. Oh wow! Allow wow. me to. Can you me imagine to... if they'd won?
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's and...
0: like George's running up
1: to the <laughs> yeah. podium, sod
0: off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if it accidentally had George's name on it? (laughs)
0: Even better. (laughs) Chris Noonan was nominated for Best Director. Ah. Uh, The winner that year was Mel Gibson for Braveheart. Mm. Oh, well, I mean. Um, Yeah, so he did. So a pseudo-Australian one. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of uh, uh, possibly an actual Australian. Mm. Um, Yeah, actual Australian Chris Noonan. So, look, I think we've all learned a lot. Uh, mm. About beefs and about porks and about all sorts of other meats. It certainly made me hungry, Stephen. I'm pretty hungry too. Uh, so before we go and get a um, a duck kebab with uh, <laughs> pork mm. scratchings and, uh, ooh, border collie pie. No! Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, we, we wow. D- I mean, that's harsh. <laughs> that is. That is harsh, that's isn't it. it? It is. I was joking, but this man's <laughs> serious.
1: He's if I'm eating on one the of the I animals, was actually
0: just going to have a nice vegetarian soup. But- <laughs> If I'm eating one of the animals, I'm eating all of the animals. Mm. It's only fair. (laughs) Uh, But before we uh, go and uh, eat all those animals, we do have to score the film. And Murray, you get to go first. Because it was your first time watching, babe. Mm. Yeah. What are you going to give it out of 10? Oh, man.
1: Okay. Um, Crikey. That's that's a hard one. Um, I like the film. Um, As I said to you, I think it's it's not a film that i'm going to sit there um thinking about or dwelling over it's probably a one and done for me um to be perfectly honest uh but i i also found it a a charming way to spend an hour and a half um and on that basis i will give it six la la las that's a
0: lot of of las what about yourself ray
2: I think as much as I do love this film, I don't think I will need to watch it again for a long time. It is, it's is—it's very much a film that you can just let happen to you. Uh, you know, you can put it on in the background or just like have a bit of a pick-me-up, I suppose. Mm. Um, but, you know, I do still have a lot of room in my heart for this one. Mm. Um, so I'm going to give it, I think, seven Duck a la mm. out of ten.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's... It's a very charming film. Mm. It's it's nowadays particularly not groundbreaking, but mm. at the time obviously did make something of an impact with its use of visual effects. Um, it, it holds up. The performances are lovely. It is mm. a very well-polished film of its type.
1: It's got the best cat-duck-pig fight you never see.
0: <laughs> it does, it oh, does. Yeah. That dollhouse gets wrecked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's really enjoyable um ultimately this is this is a film that absolutely i think works for for kids today mm. and um it's just nice to see a film made in australia that that has this this polish to it and mm. um and looks nice uh, because we don't always get that um particularly because we i found at least doing it this year a lot of australian films can be quite depressing um <laughs> so it's nice to have one that's a little bit more uplifting uh so for me i'm going to have to give babe 7 you, mm, I couldn't remember
1: what the
2: name was. <laughs> I almost did that one, but I was like,
0: no. Uh, well, too bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that brings us to the end. Of our review of Babe. Uh, Ree and Murray, thank you very much for joining on this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Uh, it was all your pleasure, Stephen. Thank Steven. you so much. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. We are yeah, in the middle yeah. of Australia Month, which means that we're reviewing films that are made by Australians. And we know the identity of our fifth film that we'll be reviewing, Looking for Ali Brandy. Oh! That film was nominated by our Patreons. If you wish to become a uh, Patreon member and nominate films, we do have... Uh, trilogy of films coming up that is currently undecided and if you feel like you want to be part of the people that get to decide what that trilogy could be just go to patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast become an official member of the club Give us a little dollar or two here and we'll see if we can sort you out. Uh, We are also available on Facebook where you can vote for the uh, suggested films and also just leave us comments, likes, reviews, that sort of thing. Uh, Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club on Facebook. And, of course, make sure you're subscribed to us on Spotify or SoundCloud or any other podcasting service. Uh, But that is all for this week. So until next time, that'll do, listener. That'll do.